0: The Eat My Catfish Studios. It's time for Arkansas's number one caller-driven sports show. It's Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network with your hosts Randy Rainwater and Rick Shaper. Lock it in and get ready to dial us up. Drive Time Sports is on the air. Hour number three
1: of Drive Time Sports here on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer standing by Northwest Arkansas. I'm Randy Rainwater from Central Arkansas. As mentioned, no Justin Moore tonight. He is in Nashville, but he said he will return next Wednesday night at this time. So, I know, I know, disappointment
2: I know Rick is disappointed because well, yeah, he's ready. He's ready to talk Atlanta Braves baseball. Look, I I go on Tuesday mornings, and and he's not there yet. I think he's been on one time where we got maybe fifteen minutes together. So I'm thinking, okay, Wednesday nights, great, we can talk about baseball. But I understand the guy is he is everywhere. Again, I, I, it is look, amazing. I, I read the A. Y. article on him. My gosh. You know, and his dedication to helping, uh, say Saint Jude's, other nonprofits. He is a giver deluxe, uh, very talented guy. Obviously, in great demand, plays in front of large audiences. Even if it's if it's for charity, it might, he'll do it for a small audience. He's just a pretty amazing guy. So, we're lucky to have him on the station, and I hope he's on next Wednesday. Night. Yeah. Well,
1: uh, he was in Huntsville. Alabama yeah.
2: last week yeah. for a George
1: Jones. Right. Um, he was going to
2: sing one, one of his songs, so I, I didn't get that. So I, again, I was on, even though I wasn't on drive time, I, I did David's show or the, the morning show with he and Roger. And that, they went there too. They were explaining that to me. You know, a tribute to George Jones who's been uh, I guess deceased for 10 years now. So that's why it's in a, it was a Big deal, but I guess he he was one of the guys asked to come perform a song, and there's yeah. some big name country artists that, that went and did that. So I think he actually ended up
1: performing maybe three songs. Really, I think uh, I think I may be wrong about that, but great uh, for him. Yeah. yeah, but he is a giving guy. You're yeah. absolutely correct about that. I this was on a different show, but it was talking about, I don't know if it's still on my screen or not, but I'll look just to be for sure, but it was talking about um, how he stepped in when no one was aware and even though his daughters were involved, the basketball team got brand new uniforms and it was because of Justin and his wife. So, wow, very much a giving man and yeah. does not want the recognition that you would be right worthy of receiving otherwise.
2: Right. Yeah, uh, which is wonderful also.
1: And uh in case you missed it, which would be easy enough, uh Dylan Carter who is Still on schedule for six thirty tonight. Made the official announcement. I got the I got Randad informed me about oh gosh Monday. No, I take that back. What is they Wednesday? Yeah, it was a Monday uh, about uh, the results. What happened? He took an MRI. There was he took two of them, but the second one was different than the first one. And that the second one, they did the dye test. And the dye test is pretty much 100%. If there's a tear, it will show up with the dye. They had the first MRI, which got got us all excited that it was nothing serious, that maybe just some rest and maybe a little bit of rehab, and he'll be fine. And um, he experienced the soreness in his arm. So they went ahead and scheduled the MRI with the uh, dye test. And that's when uh, the uh, the bad news came about that um, the UCL is torn, which is the Tommy John surgery that he will undergo. I, I'm interested, you know, sometimes, Rick, you can't have... Uh, I know when Reed tore his ACL in his knee, he had to wait like, oh gosh, almost two weeks before they could do the surgery. I mean, I wanted to do it the next five minutes after it happened, once we had the diagnosis, but they let the swelling go down. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if that's the same thing with the, um, yeah, with the UCL. Be. Sure. You can't have immediate surgery until some of the swelling goes down. Very well, could so, be. Right. Which You're can right. affect well, the timeline.
3: Yeah,
2: Yeah. well, you know, that that's the thing about anything medical. You can get what you hope is good news one day, and it turns into bad news. You can get what looks like bad news and turn mm-hmm. into good news. So um, we just hate it for him because it's going to be a, a loss not only for this season, but uh, difficult to come back until mid to late next season at best. Yeah,
1: that's like getting a second or third opinion.
2: You know sometimes you
1: keep searching for the positive and uh that would negate what may have been initially a negative report, but sometimes it doesn't matter how many opinions that you get bottom line is you know you're gonna have to have surgery you got to get that corrected
2: you know what's you know, uh I've thought about this that <coughs> Tommy John, if I'm not mistaken, I believe he won two hundred and eighty eight major league games. And many of those, of course, were after the surgery procedure. The surgery procedure that's named after him has been enormously impactful in baseball. There is never any discussion about Tommy John being in the Hall of Fame. It, I've never even heard that it is brought crazy. Up. I had never thought about even brought that, up. but but you think about this, and I don't know if. Um, Justin Verlander or Max Scherzer will get to 280 wins. I don't think they will. I know Verlander still would, He wants to pitch till he's 45, so maybe he gets there. I don't think Scherzer will. After that, I don't know there will ever be a pitcher. With the current conditions, and we talked about this earlier, about guys aren't completing games, uh, you can have a one-run lead when you leave, bullpen gives it up, you don't get a win. And wins are still significant. I think. Uh, I know a lot of the sabermetrics people don't qualify it as a big deal. I think it's a big deal. It means your team won and you pitched. So uh, we're never going to. We're probably not going to see those numbers again. So to think about a guy who, uh, again, he, he he had to have surgery. It was a new technique that was used. It's named after him. He won a lot of games. Yes, he pitched a long time. Uh, and and he pitched to an age that most pitchers don't because his arm was redone um, I, I see but I have never heard anybody anybody, any baseball expert that I ever listened to say you know, I wonder, I wonder about having Tommy John in the Hall of Fame <laughs> isn't that something? he is a Hall of
1: Famer in my opinion well he, he could be uh, but, but, I'm, but I'm, I'm just basing that upon two, 288 victories I yeah, mean, but, 300 but, used to be the magic number Right. There won't be another 300-game winner.
2: Most likely not. Again, if if Verlander does pitch till he's 45, then um, he may. He, he And I think he would be the last guy. If it hadn't been for the Tommy chance.
1: John surgery, he would not even be dreaming
2: about That's 45. That's right. Because he... <coughs> excuse me. Because of what? Tommy John surgery.
1: Right? Well, Tommy John surgery... Supposedly, these pitchers who were throwing 92-94 prior to the injury are now pitching (laughs) 96-98. It actually has helped the fastball. Now, this is how ridiculous it, it gets. When you think about it, Rick, back when we were going through Little League, you could throw two pitches. They would allow you, your managers, your coaches would allow you to pitch two pitches a fastball and a changeup. Mm. You were not allowed to even tinker with a curveball until you were at least 13, and sometimes would right. make you wait even till age exactly. 15.
2: Exactly. That's why you'd see those guys at the Little League World Series at, what, 12 years old, throwing curveballs. And and my because I grew up in the same system you did. I'm always thinking, well, that's great for now, but what's going to be what's this exactly. arm going to look like when and he's 18? You were talking about or
1: raising the rhetorical question about uh, the number of pitches that these pitchers are being limited to now. I think it's more back when they were 10, 11, and 12 is when they started the damage to their arm, to their elbow in particular, because trying to throw a slider or trying to throw a curveball, not so much in their collegiate age where they were still throwing on a pitch count of 100. Well, there's a good reason because of all the stress they've been putting on their arms for so
2: many years. Yeah, But that's right. just my opinion. Okay, so Tommy John... Even with his surgery, he pitched 26 years. Here, here's He pitched 4,710 innings. Okay, that is like 20th on the all-time list. His 288 wins is 26th on the all-time list. And there's a whole lot of guys with less than that that are in the Hall of Fame. Just think if they'd had Tommy John surgery when Sandy Koufax pitched, he might have come back at age 32 and won a bunch more games. <laughs> But uh, but they didn't, and uh, and he was out. So it, it's amazing. So of the Hall of Fame eligible pitchers, here I'm just reading this since 1900, the only one with more wins than John that's not in the Hall of Fame is Roger Clemens. And obviously, there's discussion about why he may not be in, which I don't right. get that either. Right. The, the, the guy won what 350 something games, and you don't do that because you took. If he did take steroids after age 38 or something, he'd have been a Hall of Famer without that stuff. So, same thing with same Bond. yeah. Yeah. But anyway, um, it's just amazing um, that Tommy John, it, that's the second highest win total of anybody that's currently eligible to go in the Hall of Fame. And I, I, I once again, I'll say for the third time on this show, and it's probably going to sound totally redundant. I have never heard his name even mentioned in Hall of Fame. Discussions. No, you're right. He will be an old-timer selection. Yeah. Or what do they call it? Well, uh, I, I never even see him named in that. Veterans. Because what they do is they, when the Veterans Committee goes in, they'll, they go in with like ten guys, ten names, or eight, eight to ten, and then they vote, and it takes a high percentage of those guys. And usually, maybe one will come out. This year was Fred McGriff. Okay, so only one guy came out of there. And I think there were eight people on the ballot for the for the veterans committee. So only one guy came out, and Fred McGriff certainly is a deserving player. Uh-huh. And, and there are several guys that the veterans committee has voted in that are not deserving players. Uh, Harold Baines is the first oh, one I yes, think of. Yeah, yes. he, he was a really good player. Good player, but yeah. not Hall of Famer. Well, yeah. although he is, because he's in. But, sure. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, he he didn't have a typical Hall of Fame. What what you would think of? as a Hall of Fame career. But if Harold Baines is in because of longevity that allowed him to get some good numbers, he never got 3,000 hits, but he got a lot of hits, but longevity aided him, well, it's the same thing with Tommy John. He said, well, he he pitched 26 years. Yeah. That's amazing. who else does that? That is amazing. Nobody else does. Nolan Ryan, I think Nolan Ryan is the only pitcher that's pitched more than that. Nolan Ryan, I think, pitched 27 years, and I think that is the record. That's that's amazing. Yeah. It is amazing.
1: Okay. Um, even though you missed, purposely, even though you missed the NFL draft, <laughs> yeah. there was, I was reading this off the Athletic the other day, and it says, after three days of fun, here are some, here are three very serious questions we still have. Serious questions? Yeah. Okay. One. One. How do they have a personalized jersey ready for every drafted player? <laughs> Assuming it's a multiple versioned situation. Wow. Who gets to keep all the unused ones, which would be what? 31 of them? Yeah. Do you have 31 <laughs> jerseys waiting? I mean, like the other night you could have probably had Maybe two or three for Bryce Young.
2: Right. And Stroud. Those, those two yeah. guys were going to be... Yeah. But, but after that, you know, I, I saw... I was reading uh, Sports Illustrated. I still get it once a month. It's not that great anymore, except some issues are pretty good. They had a great story on Bryce Young. Abs- Boy, his parents are off the charts. Mm-hmm. Uh, great story on Bryce Young. But they had their projected picks, and of course I didn't look at it till after the draft was over. And... I think they had Will Anderson like eleventh, and so does that mean? Wow! Say twelve or fifteen teams had Will Anderson jerseys waiting <laughs> uh, because Texas didn't. Texas traded to get that third spot. Yes, right? they did.
1: They traded up.
2: So that's the other thing: is if somebody trades up to get the guy, <laughs> did he have? Did they have a jersey ready for some other team? And oops, quick, we we got to get him a Texans jersey. We, we weren't expecting this. I
1: don't remember. I think it was the M- question. I think it was the NBA draft, and uh, player's name was called out. Team Boston drafted him. Within minutes, he gets traded, <laughs> <laughs> and now they got to scramble to find the new hat of the new team that just made the trade for him.
2: But, but anyway. Hats would be a lot easier, particularly after a guy gets drafted, he has to give the hat back uh, for the second round. Or, or do they only have these jerseys for the first round? Or like only the first five guys?
1: Or, uh, no, it seemed like everyone that the commissioner was shaking hands with, particularly, and I'm, I'm thinking right now. Those the first, the round, first round. Yeah. Right. Every one of them had a jersey. Every number was number one,
2: it meant they were the first round pick. But. Um, I guess the number, I guess the Kentucky quarterback, they could save his from the first round for the next night. Because everybody thought he'd go in the first round, he'd he have go in the second.
1: They sent it to the laundry, overnight laundry. I guess so. <laughs> or send wow. all the jerseys.
2: Well, the- I will say this. That is a great question. When you said serious things, I was thinking, like, what? Is there going to be an NFL next year or something? But I had never thought about that. That's a great question. I hadn't either. How do they do that? That's that's why I I held on to this
1: until you were back on. Okay, number two, does the draft really matter? Mm. And we're not just getting philosophical here. The Eagles have had monstrous wide receiver misses in the past decade, while the Chiefs, Bills, and Rams haven't drafted an All-Pro since 2017. There may be a superior ways to roster build. Then number three is how early is too early for a 2024 mock draft? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing... I'm guessing there are those who have already put them out. Well, you know, the moment that the national championship is won in football, oh, basketball, we already get the way-too-early top 25 for yeah. the
2: next year. Hey, Arkansas has moved up and down the preseason. Uh, when uh, Joe Linardi put out his first bracketology for next year, Arkansas was a four seed. Then they moved up to a two seed, I guess because of the transfer portal. <laughs> But in their latest, I can't remember, it was ESPN or Sports Illustrated's website ranked the top twenty-five? Uh, Arkansas has fallen from eight to ten. <laughs> so maybe, maybe there. If Davis comes back, then maybe they move back up to number eight or something. I don't know. It's uh,
1: yeah. What changed? Is it was it the teams above them
2: that apparently got somebody in the transfer yeah. portal? Maybe so. I, I mean,
1: if, if okay, if if. Arkansas, and I, I'm not saying this is going to happen, but if Arkansas got Hunter Dickinson, would that mean Arkansas would automatically shoot up to like number two or three? Good,
2: right. So he's still out there then? Right? Yeah, he he's, is. Okay, all right. He is. And then the guy that left Texas, if they give him a release, he's still out there. So you Ron get, Holland. You get, yeah, if you get two guys, what if they got both of them? Yeah, they're, they're number probably, one. They'd be preseason number, number one. Could be. Well, remember, they were preseason number one before Jalen Williams left last year. It, it was either ESPN or Sports Illustrated at the end of the 21, 21 22 season in the two early rankings, Arkansas was number one. And then Jalen Williams left, and, and they were still in the top ten in all those preseason things, but uh, they were number one. Well,
1: I remember, I, vaguely only because you forbid me from either looking at nbadraft.com <laughs> or the preseason, way too early rankings. You you yeah. you know you put a ban I on did. those.
2: So well, I don't know. Yeah. I, I look at them, but I think it's yeah. pretty hilarious. I don't look at the drafts like a year ahead, but <laughs> you do look at the, the, what the team rankings they've got. I do, look, by the way, I do
1: look ahead on the drafts. I, yes, I the,
2: do. Uh, the post-spring wrap-up by ESPN, now they're top 25. Arkansas is not in it. There's there's lots of teams in the SEC and it. Kentucky's like 24, you know Tennessee's 11, Georgia's number one, Alabama's number six. Well, that's low for Alabama. It's because they they're questions
1: are quarterback.
2: Yeah, except so that's they just picked up the transfer from Notre Dame. Yep. Now he started there, but then he got beat out. So maybe was that an injury deal where he got beat out, or anyway he left. He's at Alabama. Uh, let's see, who else? May I see? Oh, Alabama was six, LSU was seven. Um, I can't remember the rest of I really of am
1: surprised Arkansas is not the top 25.
2: Yeah. I really am. Yeah. Ole Miss was number 25. So Ole Miss was in there, Kentucky was in there, Tennessee, Georgia, Alabama. <clears throat> I'm trying to think of it. South Carolina was not, you know, for after, after coming off a pretty decent year. Um,
1: if I remember... Correctly, this is another. Now, this is not part of the three. This is totally separate. The this is a double R question. Uh, wasn't the Super Bowl? Wasn't it in when February?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. well, they just released the new rankings, new ratings. Yeah. Yeah. They added a couple million watchers. Yeah. How does that happen? Uh, maybe they watched the replay on the <laughs> NFL Network. <laughs> Does that count? I don't know, (laughs) but I mean they went from one thirteen to one fifteen. This is like four months later, and that got them to the most watched ever. Yeah, that was like four months ago. Sounds like a plot to me. Okay, back in a moment.
4: Diamond Hogs are getting set for a trip to Stark, Vegas. We'll discuss Arkansas, Mississippi State coming up Thursday. Plus, Barrett's League will join us. The College Football Playoff Committee has announced the dates for the 2023-2024 playoff games. We'll get Barrett's thoughts on the new dates, birthdays, entertainment, and a
0: whole lot more. Join us for The Zone. It's where sports and entertainment come crashing together.
3: Yep, that's the sounds of all my friends and another great deck party of mine. And what do you not hear? That's right, no mosquitoes. That's because Sanders Ground Essential provides me with a monthly mosquito barrier spray. Call them at 315-9395 or on the web at sandersground.com. It's
5: Justin Anchory, and I'm reminding you that SertaPro is the only option when it comes to interior or exterior painting, as far as I'm concerned. Having used them a number of times over the years, I'm about to get them on a new project. I got a new deck installed and about to get them to stain it and seal it and protect it for the future. That's what it's about. It's an investment in your future with Serta Pro Painters. You want to improve curb appeal? You want to improve the livability of your home? And you want to deal with people you trust who live locally right there in your community? Then Serta Pro Painters is the answer. Each Serta Pro Painters business is independently owned and operated. Schedule your free estimate at Certapro.com. That's Certa with a C.
0: Sullivan's Automotive and Carter Auto & Cooling, both in Little Rock, present the Bumper-to-Bumper Certified Service Center's Indoor Car Show, Saturday, May 6th at the Conway Expo Hall. Register morning up starting at 7 a.m., or pre-register online at btbautoparts.com. Best of Show wins a $1,000 Visa gift card. There will also be Best of Awards for Truck, Muscle Car, Original, Rat Rod, Corvette, and Off-Road, along with having class awards from pre-1949 to present. It's the Bumper-to-Bumper Certified Service Center's Indoor Car Show, presented by Sullivan's Automotive
6: and Carter Auto and Cooling, both in Little Rock. Hello, folks. It's Frank Fletcher from the Fletcher Store right here in Sherwood. Well, today, I want to talk to you about why I would like for you to consider Fletcher Dodge when you need a new or pre-owned vehicle. You know, shopping for an automobile makes most people uncomfortable. It can be a stressful experience, but we want to take away the stress and give you a pleasant buying experience with confidence in what you hear and you see. Folks, our business depends on you. You returning to us over and over again over the years. We've been here in Sherwood for over 25 years, and many of you have bought five, six, or seven vehicles from us. Most of our sales staff has been here a long time. As you know, all of our pre-owned vehicles have the prices right on the windshield. Our best price is there for everyone to see, and our new cars have Frank Fletcher's green tag showing all of our specials. So folks, please come see us at Fletcher Dodge on Warden Road in Sherwood, or you can shop us online at D
5: We work hard for you, Arkansas, each and every day. Anywhere in the state, dilate. It's just an acre for Coffin by Design West. Shop with the local folks and get exactly what you want. You can also shop from the convenience of your own home by going to KaufmanLumber.com. There's an online store with over 800,000 items in inventory that can be delivered straight to your front door. Items in inventory include everything from hardware to housewares, heating and cooling supplies, lawn and garden tools, sporting goods, store and office supplies, and there's a huge range of products in each area available. So go by their store in West Little Rock at 14900 Cancel Road or do your shopping online at KaufmanLumber.com
0: now back to drive time sports live from the eat my catfish studios eat fresh eat local eat my catfish you've got drive time sports locked in on the buzz radio network here is randy rainwater
1: drive time sports on the buzz radio network rick schaefer i'm randy rainwater In a moment, we'll be joined by Dylan Carter. do want to remind you that it may be Wednesday, but it's not too early to put your reservation in at the Riverfront Steakhouse for the Thursday night's chef special. That's dinner for two for $36. That includes two. That is the famous salad bar with shrimp for two. Well, there's more things on the salad bar than just shrimp, but that you get the idea. Then you get to pick between these entrees, two of them, the penne pasta carbonara, the grilled chicken breast, 10 ounce, that's the pick right there, blackened, and then get the gulf jumbo shrimp, six of those, extend your hand, wrist to fingertip, that's how big they are, fried or scampi. And then you get to pick two side items. Oh, my. Baked potato. nfl size baked potato. Mashed potatoes. Onion rings. They are delicious. Spinach supreme. Folks, all of that for $36. You'll find that where? At the Riverfront Steakhouse in North Little Rock. Wyndham Hotel. As for William or Shapur, 371-9000. Make sure you get your reservation. And now it is tomorrow night only, Thursday night only, dinner for two for $36 at the Riverfront Steakhouse in North Little Rock. All right, we promised we would get Kevin on real quick. He's got a real quick basketball question, and then we'll get right to Dylan Carter. Kevin, what's on your mind?
7: Well, just uh, real quick, write something that says, you know, NIL bags going to have to be used for Arkansas uh, to get Ron Holland because they just paid some kid $500,000 named like Duke Henderson in the G League Ignite. You, do we got that type of money to pass this way? I was just kind of curious, is that, is that something that they would go out on a limb and do? Uh, they said that Ron Holland would get more than this kid because he's higher up on the chart, and at least he just paid this dude, uh, or Ignite, G League Ignite just paid this dude grand uh and Ron Holland's better.
2: The only thing I know is, is that, and uh, Dylan Carter might have some insight on NIL that we wouldn't have, I do know that there's been at least one, and and there may be more than one, at least one Razorback athlete in each of the last two years has made in six figures. I don't know beyond that. There may be 10 of them, maybe 15 of them. I don't know. But when you're talking about 500,000, I have not heard that. Figure anywhere close to that for a Razorback. Now that's what I know, but I don't. But it's so secretive. How would we know, hmm. right? It is definitely secretive.
1: Okay, we are now joined by Dylan Carter. Dylan, first and foremost, our thoughts are with you as you are about to embark upon a journey. I don't think anyone dreamed or expected that. Is according to Randad, your surgery is slated for this Friday take us though through this journey that got you to this point did you feel this coming on in any way i know you were experiencing some soreness but kind of take us through this journey dylan that got you to this
7: point um so you know it was just kind of last week at georgia um you know it kind of just really was that soreness related and all week i felt really good And I felt like I was clear enough to throw. And then I went out there on Thursday against Texas A&M. And I didn't feel horrible at all. I actually felt really good leading up to it. And then I got out there, and it was uh, about a couple pitches in. I was like, okay, this doesn't feel right or whatever. But nothing had really, like, changed. And I was just like, let me get through it whatever and then so it was kind of towards the end of that outing probably my second to last pitch Uh, unfortunately I felt some kind of pop in my arm Uh, I wasn't sure what it was and then the next pitch I did get a ground ball and on my way to the dugout I was just telling our catcher I was like hey I I can't go anymore like I'm hurting really bad I went up to DVH and I was like I can't go I was like I'm in some pain right now like you got to pull me And I met with the trainers and whatnot and some doctors. They didn't think it was that. And then, unfortunately, the second MRI Monday comeback showed that I had a torn UCL. And so, yeah, it's a a tough pill to swallow, um, especially this late in the season and wanting to play and help my team out and give us a chance to go to Omaha this year. Um, But I know that they're going to have my back they're going to pick me up and we're still going to make that
2: trip to nebraska have you ever had an arm issue before is this the first time you've you've had an issue with an arm problem uh
7: -uh, this this is the first time
2: so your arm feels normal for a year after year after year what was it like when you felt that did you immediately obviously you said you couldn't go that day did you immediately say i've never pitched with this type of pain before yeah it was
7: something new um i had never felt it before like i know what normal soreness feels like and it was definitely not that besides after the georgia outing it was like that's it was more of normal soreness and then on thursday it was just that abnormal feeling i've never felt i knew something wasn't okay and i had to i had to let the coaches and the training staff know about it and so we wouldn't risk more injury if we tried throwing me back out there
2: what do you know about Tommy John's surgery? It's it's famous. So there are pitcher after pitcher after pitcher that have had it, including somebody like Justin Verlander was, what, 37 or 38 years old when he had it, and look at him now. What do you know about it, and uh, when do you hope you can pitch again?
7: Yeah, um, unfortunately, I don't know a whole lot about it because it's one of those things I was hoping I never had to deal with it. but yeah. I do, but... Um, after meeting with the doctors today, I know a lot more about it now than what I did going in. Um, it is a long, it's a long rehab process. Um, it kind of just is like how your body rehabs. Hopefully, hope, hope and pray that I can be back by next season. But if not, God has a plan, and I know I'll be back whenever He's ready for me to be back.
1: Now, Rick, this is part of Dylan's. Background, and that makes it almost remarkable in some ways. Dylan was a catcher up until what three years ago, Dylan. Is that correct?
7: Yes, it was my senior year of high school, it was the last year I stopped catching.
1: Yeah, I mean, this wow. was a catcher. Wow, I mean, this is not a kid who's been out there since you know, teeny league or little league, throwing all kinds of junk and you name it. Uh, this was a catcher who converted to pitching, and now three years later, you're going through the dreaded UCL injury. Dylan, when you when you kind of... Now, this is me. I would backtrack and try to kind of retrace my steps to see if I had done something differently or was doing things differently uh, than what I had been doing in the past so that I could kind of put my finger on maybe what I did wrong. And maybe there is no wrong in this situation. But have you had a chance to kind of reflect back and think, you know, did I not warm up right? Did my arm angle change? Have you had a chance to kind of look back and try to maybe put your finger on what may have led to this injury?
7: Um, Yeah, I have done a little bit of of reflecting. Um, I've tried to stay away from my phone the last couple days Hmm. just to let it, like, really, like, set in and, like, try to accept it because no pitcher wants to accept that you've torn your UCL. um, I've done some reflecting. I wouldn't say that there's anything I regret. It's just um, it's the nature that comes with pitching. We use so much force. And it's just such an unnatural movement that we do to throw a baseball that, I mean, you put a lot of stress on your elbow. And um, it's, I, unfortunately, this is, it's happened this early in my career. I'd say I've been pitching for four years, but um, yeah, I don't know if there's anything I'd regret. I think I try to do every bit of the same routine that I can. Um, When we're on the road, when we're at home, I try to recover in every way possible to be able to get me ready for the next outing. And um, just unfortunately, it just popped on me. And I'll be back better and bigger and stronger.
2: You know, the other thing has got to be disappointing for you. I know you said some great things about the team and how they're going to be fine. You were pitching really well and getting a lot of innings. I'm guessing that that disappointing too to get have this happen during a year that you were pitching so well
7: yeah it is very disappointing you know this is this was my i'd say it was my dream season um i've always dreamed of playing for the hogs since i was born i've always bled razorback red and so it's disappointing to not be able to go out there and compete for my brothers on the field and um it it it's been a very tough pill to swallow um it's even tougher now that it's this late in the season, and you hear with Tommy John and how long of a recovery it is it It stings a little bit, but um, my team has been there ever since we found out that that was this is what it is they've been there they've had my back they're trying to help me keep my head up about it um and it's it's huge having them. The players, the coaching staff, the training staff, my family, friends, all of them reach out and know that I have a huge support system behind me.
2: And we assume that support system will help you get through this, and and we're going to assume you're going to stay here at Arkansas and do the rehab. Is that correct?
7: Uh, That is the plan.
2: Got to ask this,
1: Dylan, because you talk about support system, and your parents... Your grandparents, those to me are a given. But you talked about your teammates. You've had a couple of teammates that have undergone the same injury and the same procedure. How much do you think you're going to be able to lean on those guys to help you through the process? And i got to believe you're going to be able to give them the strength to continue their rehab and so they can get back. Uh, on the playing field, is that a little bit of a comfort knowing you've got some teammates who are currently going through basically the same situation? While well, hear the music, hang on. Can you go one more segment tonight, Dylan? Yes, I can. Okay, hang on. Dylan Carter, man, I admire his courage, Rick. I'm not sure I could come on. Uh, <laughs> no. Not sure I'm man enough to handle that right now, but. Dylan is that plus more. All right, hang tight. Drive Time Sports will continue in just one moment.
4: Clint Turner here for Low T Center. Guys, there are a lot of people out there talking about testosterone, but I want you to do your homework, man. I want you to make sure that you choose a provider that you can trust. The provider that I trust, the provider that I recommend is Low T Center. It's where I get my levels checked. I've been a client for five plus years now. Low T Center exclusively specializes in men's wellness. They check all your levels, not just your testosterone, and they determine the cause of any symptoms you're having and whether you're a candidate for Low T or something else like low thyroid or even sleep apnea. Typically, their annual health assessment is completely covered by health insurance and I'm telling you folks they check everything including PSA which is your prostate levels and they check thyroid, liver and kidney function, cholesterol glucose levels and much more. Low T Center has affordable and convenient options for treatment including monitored self-inject treatment that ships directly to you each month so no need to come to the center each week. Make your health a priority this new year and schedule your annual health assessment at Low T Center today. It's covered by most health insurance or less than $100 cash pay. Go to LowTCenter.com to book your appointment online. That's LowTCenter.com Low T Center, reinventing men's health The Arkansas Golf Center in Conway is recognized as a perennial Golf Digest Top 100 fitter and multi-year best in state for golf instruction. The award-winning pros at Arkansas Golf Center utilize industry-leading technology like TrackMan 4 and Foresight GC Quad Launch monitors to measure your golf swing needs. With a matched low price guarantee and 0% financing available, you'll never pay more while shopping local. Go to argolfcenter.com to find out more and book your lesson or fitting today.
5: Motorcycle riders are just like you and me. They could be your neighbor, your friend, your doctor, or maybe the pastor in your local church. More motorcycles are on the road than ever before in Arkansas, and it's time we started looking out for them. Look back a second time before you make that turn or before you pull out in an intersection. It might take two seconds, but it just might save a neighbor's life. Take two for Arkansas. It's worth it. Look twice for motorcycles. A message from the Arkansas State Police Highway Safety Office.
4: At College Hunks Hauling Junk and Moving, they move the things you love and haul away the stuff you don't. They offer packing, moving, loading and unloading, as well as junk removal. Find out why they have more five-star reviews than any other moving company. CollegeHunksHaulingJunk.com
3: Roger Scott here. You guys know how much I love the great outdoors. I mean, I am the naked gardener after all. And there's nothing that I love more than my very own lawn and being outside. But let's be honest, when the mosquitoes attack,
1: it can be a real buzzkill.
3: However, a monthly mosquito barrier from my friends at Sanders Ground Essentials can keep those skeeters away, which keeps my deck party going. Call them today at 315-9395 or on the web at sandersground.com. Sanders Ground Essentials, let's get growing.
5: Crawfish season is finally back at Eat My Catfish. We've got fresh, live crawfish, and all you have to do is just add the fixings. Be sure to come see us or order online at eatmycatfish.com. Eat local, eat fresh, eat my catfish.
0: Welcome back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish studios, where it's much like any of the seven Eat My Catfish locations, minus the always fresh, delicious food options like the family-packed catfish dinners. Be a part of the game plan. It's Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network.
1: Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Brainwater, joined once again by Dylan Carter, University of Arkansas pitcher, who has an injury that will curtail the rest of this season and hopefully it will not destroy all of next season. Now, Rick, before we have Dylan comment uh, in a moment on... Uh, his other teammates who are going through similar injuries. Uh, He is without, he is on the program, Rick, without a NIL deal. So if you are a sponsor out there and you'd love to step up and support this young man, knowing, knowing that he's not going to be able to pitch again this year, please do so. Reach out to our marketing department and uh, tell them you'd love to uh, support Dylan Carter. Uh, in his efforts not only to uh, get through this surgery and then start the difficult road on the path back to the playing field. Uh, Dylan, we were talking right before the break about other teammates, current teammates that are going through the same process. Is this going to be a great system in regards to they've got your back and you'll also have their back
7: yeah absolutely uh seeing them go through it right now and then push through it every day especially with it being as long as it is it's it's inspiring that i can do it as well um and me being there to help them get through the rehab process as well i know it will help them um and seeing the guys in the past like paulette who sometimes will come still keep in contact with us it's it's definitely a huge uh, mental, mental help that we can get through it and that it's only so much time through your life and then you'll be back on the playing field before you know it.
1: Speaking of, that's an interesting point that you made, mental. Have the surgeons talked about what will become mental and what will become fi- uh, physical obstacles that you'll have to overcome?
7: Well, yeah, they have. Um, one of the biggest mental ones was just keep pushing through it because I think they told me that it will be probably five, six months before you can really, like, throw a baseball or throw wow. anything again. So it's like – that's a long time. Wow, and that's a lot of – in between now and then. So that that's a huge mental toll that it could take. It's like, okay, so we hang it up or should we keep pushing? And um, all right now I want to uh, – I can already tell you right now I'll keep pushing because i wearing that Razorback uniform and getting to play for them and then possibly having a chance to play pro ball. That's something a lot of kids dream of and not many have a chance to do it. And so, um, that's definitely something I want to continue to pursue to do.
1: you represent everything that we would want a Razorback to be? Uh, I'll flash back to just, uh, maybe this past weekend, uh, where you were signing a baseball for a fan who is known as the super fan, Kanan Sandy. Did you see the look on his face when you were signing that baseball for him?
7: I did, and I also saw the videos and the pictures after, and I, <laughs> was it was pretty cool to see how big of a smile on his face he had.
1: Uh, he was beaming from ear to ear. That's what a Razorback is about, though, making people happy. Okay, I'm going to change gears very slightly. Now you're going to turn into a philosopher. Or you're going to you're going to help us understand, Dylan. What goes on when Arkansas comes to Little Rock in place last night? Five hits. What's going on when Arkansas comes to Little Rock?
7: I don't know. We did, we came down there. We were really excited to play in front of those fans because we don't get to play in front of them a lot. You know, sometimes – or some of them, probably half the crowd out there, that's probably their first time seeing us in live game mm-hmm. action. And uh, there's just something about when we come to Little Rock, the fans are a little extra rowdy, and they they do get a little louder. And so we were, we were really excited to come down there and play. Unfortunately, we did not play our best game. Uh, we booted some balls. We didn't swing it very well, but that happens in baseball. Not everything's going to go your way. And unfortunately, last night, that happened to happen. And so, hopefully, we will pick it up this weekend and next year's Little Rock Trip, hopefully we can, whoever we play, we come out and we, uh, we put on a show.
2: It is tough, though, when you go there and have two outfielders that can't play. Your pitches <laughs> are limited. I mean, there there's... I know you don't like to make excuses, but there's a lot more to that than just losing a baseball game. And you you have to be ready to play Mississippi State, am I correct?
7: Yes.
1: Well, one thing that I think is we're talking back to the mental aspect of it. You got a couple of teammates, in particular, freshmen, who are having difficulty throwing strikes what advice dylan would you give them if they came to you is it simply just relaxing because they have the physical talent i mean if they can throw 90 plus they're blessed they're talented what could be the secret with these guys rather than zero innings pitched but two walks two earned runs what advice could you give these guys
7: uh, the advice I just give them, so yes, I mean, the advice I gave them when they came back to the dugout, I was like, just flush it, wash your head, I was like, just stay up, help support your teammates, because um, they're going to come up, they're going to clean it up, and we're going to be okay. I was like, you guys, y'all have more outings this year, I was like, this one doesn't define you, and I was like, your next outing, you just got to reflect on what you did last outing, and next outing, you got to be better, just throw it over the plate, make them hit it, Don't don't put them on base. Uh, make them prove that they can hit. And, I mean, that's pretty much just the advice, is if you fill up the strike zone, you're going to get out. So um, I, I try to be there for them whenever stuff like that help happens because I was in their shoes last year, the red shirt. I, it was, I struggled to throw strikes. And, I mean, when you're out there on the mound, it gets really lonely, especially <laughs> whenever you're struggling. In front of some fans, it's like if you're not doing good, sometimes they can get on you. And it, it gets a little lonely out there. And you can really take a mental toll on you. And so um, I just try to be in the dugout for them, help them keep their head up and know that they have people behind them and that they have somebody in their corner. And, yeah, that's the advice. Just next time you go out there, just throw it over the dish and make them hit, hit what you're good at.
2: You know, it's interesting. To hitters, It's it's an easy stat. Okay, if you fail seven times out of ten, you're still really, really good. Doesn't work that way for a pitcher, does it? Because if you keep throwing balls, you're not going to be really, really good, are you? Yeah,
7: it, it's it's a lot tougher. I I've actually said that once this year. You fail seven times out of ten, you're you're hitting above average and you're really freaking good. Um, <laughs> but it is it's a lot tougher as a pitcher. Because, um, I mean, you're throwing every single pitch through a game, or every time you're out there playing, you're throwing a pitch, and so. Um, I don't know the exact numbers of what it is to be like how many strikes to be successful or whatever it is. I I just try to tell the guys the same thing every time. The more strikes you throw, the more outs you get. And if you're capable of doing that, the more innings you'll pitch. And um, the more success you're going to have.
1: I got to tell you, last night I was in my chair clapping in particular For Zach Morris and for Austin Ledbetter, those two young men, Austin uh, made the comment he had been left off of last weekend's roster uh, for Mississippi State, I mean for uh, Georgia. And I'm thinking, man, that has to be disappointing. So I got, I mean, Zach has had his ups and downs this year. Both pitched well last night. So hopefully this is the beginning of something really special for those two guys for the rest of the year. Well, Dylan, we are out of time. And I want to tell you again how much I respect that you came on today. I'm not sure I I could have in your place, but I respect what you're doing. And uh, thank you. And I also want to make one final plea. Dylan is doing this for free, folks. In In the days of NIL, If you can sponsor, Dylan, please step up and call our marketing department. And uh, let's see if we can't get something done. Dylan, God bless you. Good luck. Continued success, my friend. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Randy. That's Dylan Carter for Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater. So long, everybody.
0: Do you understand the world? Don't worry, we don't understand ourselves either. 1037 The Buzz. Greatness doesn't happen overnight. It
2: takes time,
5: focus, and dedication. At Shelter Insurance,